3D6 down the line. All right, episode 39 slash 40 in the books. <laughs> no, no, episode 39. <laughs> yep. So is so, this where we dangle David like over the hole and see if we catch some baboons? <laughs> no, this is where I, this is where I, I, I use my uh, my push action and just domino all of you into it and turn around <laughs> right. and leave. <laughs> I brought an offer in for Garland. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where David gets to say his uh, I, I told you so sort of thing? <laughs> I mean, this is the plan. This is what we were supposed yeah. to do, right? Like, I mean. Yeah, yeah this is what we expected. <laughs> right. We went down the hallway. We is found it, is it? Is it? I'm sorry, but is it? Is, yeah. Was, was this, was the plan to make the loudest entrance possible into the army of apes? Boy, well, we, we didn't make it. We made the loudest. We weren't loud. We were bright. And. You're the human. You're the one who needs yeah, the lantern light. I can see in the dark now. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Were there any? Did we? Do we have any known ways of getting there secretly that we discussed at length were significant for our any chance of our survival to show up secretly and get in quick and get out quick? Was that was that ever a conversation that maybe happened on the Discord for like, you know weeks, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> Never, no, I don't think so. Okay, okay. Well, then, then there's no, there's no. I told you so. Then. <laughs> I mean, I definitely remember we had other options, right? But I thought we really. I mean, you know, we agreed on this cave entrance. And yeah, I mean, the pyramid, the pyramid way was basically off the table for us because they probably know we bounced in and out of there for the Isocritus assassination, right? So then we have the secret area, you know, by the spaceship and stuff. And we thought about that, but that seemed like a lot of rehashing of tunnels that we've already been through. And to be fair, David did actually suggest finding the other entrance. He's convinced existed in broken head. That's true. That is we, don't know that, we didn't know yeah. that that would go down here anyway. We didn't know no. what happened. Right. So, so a couple of things we discovered on this delve, right? We discovered the huge amount of money, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yay, money. We discovered that there is an actual like secret entrance underneath Cronus's uh, uh, Inn, which you suspected, David, but we didn't know. And no. it's not like Matt went down there and found it. He was the only one who snuck down there, and he looked for it, right? Yeah. So. It's probably well, we, the wine cask. Right? The it's got to be the empty right? wine cask. No, 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 we there's a there's something in the stables that we haven't checked Stable. out. Yet. Okay, so yeah. so but we hadn't confirmed it, and so then we literally thought the conversation literally was Garalad was very upset about the way Guelph and his companions got in here. He's got some. We thought some super secret experiment going on down here with mushrooms, and so we wanted to go check it out and see what it what it was. Yeah. So I, I don't mean, know, man. I, this is not a bad thing, David. I don't know I'm, where. I'm, I'm still very confident in this as like an exploratory thing. Absolutely. Look, and if there's, we if were there's never a chance, not yeah. fight monkeys. That was going to happen. We are never not going to fight. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused about the conversation that's happening right now. I feel like there's, there's. What, what, are we, are we discussing uh, uh, whether it was worth? I'm confused. It's fine. What, what, what well, I was pointing out, not when I was when I was joking about David saying I told you so. Yeah, yeah. My my thing was just saying that. Um, uh, I don't want to want to give anything away. It's just more. Um, <laughs> please, it's, please. Right no, it's uh, you you should be asking yourselves if there are baboons directly below. Why are they so quiet? That's that's the question. Sure. Why are they so quiet? Yes. 
Um, so, so, so the, so the thing that the central, the central concern that I expressed, which is why I was proposing using the mosaic room was that, which is why at the start of the session, the first information we got was that six days has passed and that in almost all right. probability, Isocritus's body had been found was that the quickest means, if we thought it was a concern that we'd be ratted out oh. to, to, to calling that information leak was going the way we knew because we could yeah. do it in like five hours. Right. And going the way that he did not know existed, which was the mosaic entrance, because only we knew it. Right. And that was if we was any probability and he was still in his room and he didn't know Isocritus was dead yet. So if there was any prior probability that we were going to go in and staunch the wound of Isocritus's discovery, body's discovery, which was the, a big party concern, it was doing that as efficiently right. as possible. We got a You're, lot to your point. We got a lot of really valuable stuff out of this with, that I do not regret. But if the objective was not waiting too long or giving Garrelad the opportunity to fortify his position, knowing we would return, which is what John just hinted at us. We have failed at that because now there's probably an army that's covering every entrance to this place, waiting for someone to come fuck with them. And yeah. we do not have the power to engage with that in my mind because well, we are just a few guys. Yeah. I think we don't, we, we will not succeed at a frontal assault. We should leave. No, you're, you're right. You're right. And I'm and actually was, not opposed yeah. to that idea because but but I would say a, and so we know that Isocritus was connected with Lady Alexia, but we do not know that Garalad was connected with Lady Alexia, and I think it's highly probable that Isocritus had been charmed by Garalad, and Lady Alexia was wondering what happened to him, kind of thing. But that's just a guess. So hold oh, on. No, we, we know for certain that's not the case. We a hundred percent know that's not the case. Because we know that Lady Alexia specifically wanted the information that Isocritus was was actively researching because it would secure yeah. her seat of power in this entire ecosystem, which means it's yeah. the single most important thing that she's interested in. And she hired the single most reliable yes. wizard to do so. Not and, and, that. and the person assisting him is Garalad. Now, to, to jump to the conclusion that Garalad isn't necessarily connected to Alexia takes a lot more effort. Because no, Isocritus is reporting easy. in to them through her guards on a regular basis. So she it's knows Garrelad exists 100%. And she's in cahoots I, with Garrelad 100%. Which means the minute no. we found out that information, uh, yeah. 100% in cahoots. If she is permitting Isocritus to work with Garrelad, then she is in cahoots with Garrelad. We cannot jump to a logical uh, assumption otherwise. We can't. Why would she permit that? Because Garrelad charms Isocritus and says... Tell Lady Alexia you found the library. You're working hard, but don't mention me. You know, uh, you're really going to be working for me. Uh, but you need your optimism. Isocritus is known as like okay. the most powerful wizard in the region, and a druid charmed him and is having him do what the what the wizard was already going to be doing. That doesn't make I, any sense. It no. doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. I, and I say this with love. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would, I, I want to point that's out like, that's like that's us praying yeah. that our circumstance isn't as bad as it is. <laughs> well, I want to point, I want to point something out too, yeah. which is, yeah. given the time pressure, right? I think that the error that we made, the crucial error, is the biggest chunk of time that we've spent not doing anything directly related to this which was, and we all agreed to this, so I'm not saying that this was a bad call, but we all decided, yeah, it's worth spending like four days at the reading. inn, you know, reading reading books and getting spells. Right. right? Because we when it comes down to four it, the days that we've yeah. done have been two days, day one and day two, 
that's it right yeah, but again but again this was a, this was a discussion we had with john and he made it pretty clear that we were pushing it just by doing that sure. so uh -huh. any, oh, yeah. any additional time decisions we make on top of that like he basically was like you could maybe get away with that but that's that's really pushing it yeah. and then we decided to do things that added another like five days to that timeline I mean, that's you can choose. Uh, I don't think so. I don't, we I do not regret yeah. you having a spell book and having time to go sit down and get all the spells. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. a total good use of our time. It was a use of our time, David. Did you want to, yeah. did you want to try and take on Garalad with, without any spells? Cause that's what it was. Yeah. It was totally worth that. It was totally worth that. But I, and I still think that, I mean, treasure aside, it was also worth trying to find this, uh, this additional way in, in case we needed another way out. And yeah, I mean, the, I think, I think definitely the move here is to, you know, kite or run away or like, you know, do some attrition on these guys that are here with us now, make our way out go up and then go back for the assault with him through the, through those mosaic tunnels, which was always kind of the plan. Really? And let's say he has, he is, it doesn't matter whether there's cahoots with Alexia. I mean, there's no evidence that there's been any kind of army imported. Where's he going to get one? He's not going to make more baboons. He might consolidate his position. He might pull his baboons back and surround himself with baboons. But I, I'd be really shocked if he had like suddenly a huge army down there. Well, he already had a huge army. But here's what I'll say: I feel like the impression that I feel like the impression you guys have is that I'm just negging that we made those decisions. I am not. What I'm making clear is that our our options are different than what we're assuming they are now. So that's possibly attacking Garalad at all at this point. Is probably a bad idea if we know he's connected to Alexia and he's ready for us because we will both not be able to kill him. And now he's probably affiliated with someone who we do not want to piss off more than we already have. So trying to do an over and and he probably knows it's us. So before we weren't sure that anyone knew we I killed ISO, right? I killed ISO. The thing we wanted to staunch was that information getting out. Once that information gets out, we have leverage against us. People know that I've done a bad thing. So Giving up upon that, doing more bad things against Garalad gets us worse factional relationships with the most important person there. So what I'm getting at is not, oh, we shouldn't have just done all these things. What I'm getting at is by choosing to do these things, which were valuable things, we've also fundamentally changed the objective of what we should be doing with Garalad, which is not killing him anymore. It would fuck us to kill him right now because we've already pissed off Alexia enough. What we should be doing is groveling to her saying, I, f I fucked up or some version of that, right? Or regrouping in a way that can, that can get another faction on our side because we have no allies, right? We should be going to the Setites and being like, Alexia is coming for us now, guys. Oh, fuck. One, or whatever, right? One foundational <laughs> assumption, though, that, uh, that a lot yeah. of that is predicated on is, is, is you're, you are making that leap. To say that Garalad is connected with Alexia, it just it's it's totally fine to go down that path of logic, but just remember that um, that it's based upon a presumption. Right. Um, I mean, you, I I a hundred percent think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Can I make a Can I make a point? Number one, too. Number one, yeah. Garalad fucked up when he locked us up, tortured us, cut off a hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's what set this whole yeah. thing off. Well, right? the hand, you know. Hey. <laughs> so, so that's that's number one. Number two. I don't think that our relationship with Alexia, even even David, if you have everything down the line, like correct, right? Yeah. It's not insurmountable. A, 
I don't think that dude knows our names, right? Our party has changed drastically since we got captured by him, right? So that's true. They might have some descriptions of us. Uh, so it's a dwarf and it's a goblin, and, and I'm like, okay, cool. But he doesn't know that I'm Goran Blackhood, the dwarf from like blah blah blah. He doesn't know any of that shit. And then three. You're acting like we don't have anything to offer Alexia. She wants the regalia because it solidifies her power, right? Sure. Yep. We have other things it. to offer her that will help her solidify her power, i.e. 80,000 gold pieces worth of shit buys her a lot of army, right? And, and that research, those books that we have with the and clues the to lead us there. And the fact that Isocritus was her expert. Isocritus died in a pool of blood on the floor. We're your experts now, bitch. You know what I'm saying? It's like well, we have I, I, things I, to again, offer. All of these, all of things. I, I, of course, we have things to offer. What I'm getting at is those things are also requiring us to reevaluate our approach here. Uh, like John said, I can't uh, know exactly what Garlet's relationship is with Alexia. I'm making some educated guesses that I think are more educated than assuming that there's no consequence to them. Um, and I would say that, like. Yeah. Yes, we can approach her, but we are we are not approaching her from a position of power. That does not mean it's a bad thing. But we are we. This is a this is a this is generating a new sort of angle in which we are like, hey, does she know we killed him? Probably, honestly, probably. You say it's thinking that Garalad couldn't figure out who we are is like a pretty big stretch, given that like yeah. we are screaming our names everywhere we go around town, and we've entered and exited these 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 places several times, and we're one of the most known adventuring parties, the Broken Head, who we are now like very very loud about like this is this is we are not a stealthy group right like we are we are making our presence known to every person that we encounter right why don't we frame so, roger the rapier why do you like roger all these are options except for the fact that garrett has seen us he imprisoned us he knows who we are that's it which is which is which is he which never is just, interviewed any of us Dude, oh my God! How many? How circular that is, though. I, 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 it's. I'm not trying to be annoying. You are, you are looking for a reason not to, no, to have have the, the worst only happen. human. The only human henchman that he had was Nial. Nial came with, with us. With oh, Nial's actually a weak link now. We might have uh, to Garilad kill him. watched. <laughs> <me kick> his, <laughs> but but, but Garilad watched us kick his door down and try to rush him, dude. He saw all of us before we fled. He's seen yeah. our faces multiple times. There's, there's no, there's no mystery about who we are, at least well, visually. Right. Can, can we bring up true. the fact that I, Matt wanted to parley with him, and maybe that's our best option now? It, it, it could be. It could, it could, be. could be. I mean, what? Here's, here's like another like take, right? We, yeah. uh, of course, we don't know what these relationships are, but here's right. in my mind, here's another likely scenario. Isocritus was hired, you know, down uh, <laughs> by, Lady Alex by Lady Alexia to find this stuff. He's seasoned. He knows what to do. He came down here, partnered with Garalad to get to the library. And that, so she doesn't have any knowledge. This is Isocritus doing his job, right? Exactly. He came down here. He built the, the relationship to be able to do that. So what is, what does that mean? Right? So, Garalad might like if if I were him, like what I would have done was yeah, like send send word not not directly because I don't think he I don't think he really leaves this much. Send word directly with our descriptions 
like you know once he finds out hey these i you know these guys kill lesser crimes right like there yeah there there may very well be a bounty for us there but i don't think it goes as far as like him calling up alexia on the druid phone and saying hey you know you know here are these guys and here's their address and you know but, but I think that, yeah, I think it's a good good chance that there's some of that floated out there. But by that same token, that means that that's something that we can call into question, sure. perhaps, right? Like if we to find your, that out, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. To, to your point, like it's very feasible that Isocritus was wise enough to find the crazy person in Plungertown and make a deal with him. And use him for him, his own means for the benefit of Alexia. We know that Isocrates definitely reported Garalad's existence to Alexia because Isocrates was reporting things to Alexia every couple of days. So he was he was there, there's there's with we, we can we can reasonably assume that that, that, but, that we, but that does not mean Garalad knows about Alexia. Right. Quick interjection: or, We yeah. don't know that Isocrates reported anything truthfully. Why would he be hired? Why would he be hired by her if he was going to lie to her, though, the entire you know what I mean? They're like, not saying I know exactly why, but like, but like, that's a very convenient thing to like the the most all I'm getting at with all of this is we shouldn't assume the most convenient outcome. Because that is, is really running into like the 5e assumption of the world kind of morphs around our success rather than like what we do having concrete consequences that may kill us. I'm That's going very pessimistic with that. In this universe, we have nothing but experience about real consequences to our actions. No, of course, of <laughs> I'm not course, making any convenient assumptions. But I think, I think, I can just tell you from like, from my, um, from on high, you know, from from the referee's yeah, perspective, yeah. like you should, uh, the uh, the the smart play is to assume that Isocritus has contact. Um, you, yeah, I've telegraphed. I'm not giving anything away. I'm not spoiling anything. Like I've, yeah. I've told you that he has come out of that secret entrance. Um, right. That he has likely met with um, with the robed people in the West Gate, whatever you determine to conclude from that. Um, and it, it's on record that he was hired. In secret, mm -hmm. by, but but you know that the major domo of Lady Alexia has reported that he was hired. So yeah. you should just you should just work under the uh, the the assumption that Isocritus was reporting to Lady Alexia one way or the other. And you also heard directly too that Isocritus um, and Garalad had both surmised correctly, just based upon deducing like a detective, basically that it was you that have caused all this disruption in Plunger Town. Right. Like they know that. Like that, that means, and you know, you witness them know that. So Garalad yeah. knows that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so if Garalad knows that you disrupted Plunger Town, and then on top of that, when he assumes you are making the assumption that in the past six days that he's discovered Isocrates was assassinated, right? Then you just have to extrapolate out what he would have done in that situation, right? Knowing that he is paranoid. Um, that he has this egress point through these tunnels, right? And knowing that there are other egress points as well, um, and just kind of uh, just kind of working through your head, what would he likely do? And that's basically the answer to your question about how you want to approach things. He's um, fully fortified. He's uh, fully fortified. This place. He would put spiders in a pit. He's, he's fully <laughs> fortified. He has everyone on high alert. He's not going to be snuck up on easily. And 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 for that same reason, like. Again, he's like a raving, paranoid individual, regardless of his connections. I don't think like negotiation is a 
reasonable expectation from his personality type without really, really big incentives in the same way that like Kronos rejected us and Kronos likes us. And we all we wanted to do is to co-invest in the end We're, we are thinking that we have a huge bartering power with the guy that like we assassinated his, his coworker, you know, and have like fucked his shit up constantly for weeks. He's not going to be coming from a place of like, I'm really ready to make friends and, and meet these guys in the middle. And that's what I mean when I'm saying we're making assumptions. It's not that those aren't really good ideas. It's that we've made too many decisions to make those ideas impossible or possible anymore in my mind. Right, right, right. Now, now you can disagree with me. What I'm saying is like every no. decision we've made along the way has solidified the range of possibilities and operating as if we we are still at a full range of possibilities instead of a very, very finite range of possibilities is the mistake in a scenario like this. And so what we have to do is go, oh, shit, what do we actually have on the table? And if 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 what we think we have on the table is informed by speculation that's really beneficial to us and really, really statistically unlikely, it's probably not a good thing to pursue. Right. That's what I'm getting at with this. We should instead look at like the 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 most probable, even if pessimistic thing, and work backwards from that and see maybe we could like wiggle out a little better X, Y, or Z from that. But like, I don't think it's a, it, and hence me also saying like maybe we just back back up from the Garlad situation a little bit if we know he's fully defensed and we're not going to be able to kill him. You know, I, I was just going to suggest we go back to Spaceship Town. Yeah, maybe we can <laughs> maybe. give up. Maybe we write an apology. Sorry. Let <laughs> me pitch this. Yeah. I mean, so you, you're, I'm coming around, David. Your, your yeah. argument makes sense that even though I'm not convinced the most pessimistic situation is the case. And I'm not saying I'm right. Operating yeah. as if it is, is seems like a prudent course of action. Okay. Sure. But that leads me to suggest either A, the only options that – let me back up. And it leads me to suggestion the only options are A, we try and kill him because he's not going to parley. Okay. B, uh, we avoid the situation entirely and say, forget it. Let's just stick to parts where he doesn't go. Let's go see the spaceship. Also sure. not bad. But you're not wrong. If we're doing that one, we should have picked that three days ago. Um, or, or C, uh, we're, you know, Let's face it, we're kind of crazy adventurers, you know? Let's just keep pushing until something breaks. <laughs> I'm, right? Which I'm down for. You know, yeah. but it's yeah. me, baby. It's me. You know I'm down for that. I just what we do. Yeah, yeah, right? just do it. I'm totally down for that too. Just do it like you said, Ted. Like do it knowingly. It, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Um let's it, let's keep going in tunnels. Let's keep digging around. Let's find some more gold, kill some more spiders, and sooner or later our numbers yeah. are up or it, we the, keep on going. The key, the key attitude to have with that, which I'm totally down. For, I'm not. I'm not pushing it. I'm just saying because that is the most dangerous. Obviously, is that you yeah. cannot. You cannot be precious about your characters. So if survival is a big priority for you, which it totally, totally legitimate. That's fine. Um, then that is not the route. <laughs> well, and this is and this is the thing. This is. I think this is what a, a little bit of the disconnect in our conversation is with with what my incentive is when I'm talking to you guys about this stuff. Because I have the wow. least death fear of any of us. I think it's fair to say. And I'm I'm excited about trying the most risky things. But I'm very aware at how connected we've become to our characters. 
And it, it is proof by the fact that every time we get loot, we want to rush back to town to level as fast as possible. And we get very excited about that. We do not want to finish a task without going back and leveling and becoming more powerful, which is an attachment behavior. It makes sense. Ostensibly, it's about being safer and more powerful, but it's also about being really connected to that thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that means to me that like I, my role as David in this group, as the pessimist, is to be like, if we care about surviving, this is going to fuck up that opportunity, potentially, which is why I'm being really right. conservative all the time instead of being like the chaotic guy that I was earlier in the game. Not because of like how I would play my character at all, but because I'm trying to detect what we want out of those characters. And if we want to just fucking go for it, baby, I'm down to go for it. You know that. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm down to go for it. You know, I'm waiting for it, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so down in the I'm hole, man? I'm, I'm fine. Like, if that's what yeah. happens, that's what happens. My only point about that is, is why running back to town. This yeah. is the advantage to Arden Fool, Ardenvool being like an OSC <laughs> game. Yeah. When we first started, everything was like way up here on us, right? Those guys' levels haven't changed. We're just starting to catch up a little bit, right? Which is yeah. why we can have a fight with a spider and not be like, oh, shit, like we did for levels one and two, right? Yeah, right. So we are only now hitting that sweet spot of like mid-level, like whatever, where we can play a little bit faster and looser maybe, you know? Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of my only thing, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not survival of Gorand per se. It's survival of the overall party power. Yeah, se. it's the party power yeah. that I'm interested in preserving. It's, yeah, the, the twenty five thousand <laughs> experience points. That and again, well, I, like, I, I get it. I get it. I, uh, like, oh, go Matt. Sorry, sorry. Well, uh, you know, I, I was just thinking, right? Like, um, and and mm -hmm. this is this has kind of been like. If we're talking, if we're talking strategy and like why I think it's actually good that we did this and it's good what we've what we've poked. Right. And what we found, because this and this was the very obvious end of this path. There was no way that I saw us going to do this and trying to make the connection that didn't probably end with, oh, here's some monkeys in our face. <laughs> right right i mean that's where we were going and that was our goal is to try to connect things but if we're able and again like you know survival we will or we won't but whatever the goal at least what i was thinking is that if we make it to this and probe the edge a little bit right it reinforces for the guy the paranoid guy that what he's doing and having his forces spread out like guarding all of these exits and stuff that he knows about is a really smart thing, right? Like we've just poked one of the holes that he knows about and we know about. So we poke the defense, maybe we get out, maybe we die, whatever. Mm -hmm. But what it does is it reinforces how strategically valuable that secret back door into his throne room is that he doesn't know about. Because right, right now he has guys and this is going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm doing the right thing. Like more forces around these, you know, around these exits gotcha. opens We've the opportunity. Them. Yeah, yeah, right. Like if he's in defense mode, he's locked up, man. He's lost the initiative, right? We can stay flexible and keep poking the bear. And right? then, and do, then yeah, either doing that or when we do decide, and I, I want to do it. Like I'm so itching right now to get that disco ball set and you know, I, I've I've got a plan for like his next his next level, right? If we make it, 
Okay. Av has you know access to like uh, continual light. We can have that disco ball lit up, ready to go. We don't have to. It doesn't matter what time of day it is or whatever. If we can get that to the, the probably just lower it down the well. If we we want guys, it. guys, guys. The only way the disco. I'm sorry. The only way the disco ball works is both installing the disco ball and reorienting every mirror across mm -hmm. multiple junctures in this place, which requires us to not be in a high alert scenario where right. he has an army of apes patrolling. So we would okay. have to not have him increase but decrease his defenses to for that to have to work. Oh, oh, but where are these? I'm sorry. A logistical point for that, just because it might affect your decision, is that um, uh, the disco ball is maneuverable, but almost all of the mirrors that you come across are set in place. Oh, uh, okay. So if we get the yeah. disco ball in place, then bang, that makes it lights up. Makes a yeah. huge I thought we had to move the, the mirrors as well. And that's, see, that, that's that, was, that was one of the things, like one of the ideas that we floated around was having, you know, bringing a, a tripod for that disco ball with us when we go. Because we know that there were pieces of a thing down there, yeah, yeah, but it smart. was it's going to take sure. some time to set that up. But if we're able to like, bam, like get this thing set up real you quick. You also have to yeah. be able to defend it. Yeah. I, get, I, I do want to. Yeah. I, I know wanna... that you love the continual light thing, but we don't know that that's actually bright enough to impact the apes. Right. Because continual light is not necessarily daylight. There, uh, Other editions had an actual daylight spell. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't I know. Mean, you, I, you do know too that um, when you first approach the well of light, that you you know that that the um, the depression where the disco ball would have normally been was covered with like uh, um, uh, baboon shit and and detritus and stuff like that. Like they they didn't like it, right? Like they wanted to cover it up. So it's a, it's a known exit, right? They know what that thing can do. Um, mm -hmm. So just be aware that um, if you're thinking about well, like exits that may have been, uh, you know, if, if he's if he's super paranoid that sort yeah, of thing just kind of keep it in mind mm -hmm. your, but your main your fair, main fair yeah. to, to sort of um focus the attention like your immediate issue of course is that you've got baboons directly below you if you want to push forward with your whole grand scheme of a uh, disco ball or attacking or parling with garalad or or trying to link up the map like you know that this is going to debouche somewhere in baboon areas right but you still have no idea really yeah, where, where right which um, means we so, can't do it yeah so it, yeah. you still have an immediate problem of baboons that likely know that you're there and do you yeah. feel that you are at the level like mike was saying that you could handle a group of baboons are they just baboons is there a forearm down there that's like your immediate issue that could that could that's a real big problem and, to and this is where the garalad wand is a fucking game changer right if we if you blast those guys wand. with yeah. two of those oh, things sorry. Right? sorry gary yes. yeah the, the david wand now two blasts of that clears out a hallway i don't even if they all make their fucking saves, they're still taking like 18 points of damage per shot. You know, that's a game changer. That's a, that's an encounter winner. I, I totally agree. I want to pull us back. Sorry. I want to pull us to the macro again though, which is the, because I feel like we're going to drift from what I was trying to say a little bit, which is that we're discussing the efficacy of how to raid still rather than whether raiding should happen at all anymore. You're, you're right. I shouldn't. Yeah. And, 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 and that doesn't mean I don't like like the disco ball and all these ideas, but if, if like to, to rewind to like everyone said, well, we don't care about the party survival. We care about the world. The significant thing here is what is the world state that we are leaving? If we TPK, 
This that is the only important thing. Not the loot, not anything. What is the world state we're living? If the if for instance, worst case scenario, the burning head is in shambles. You know, Garrelad's on full defense. The goblins have overrun the first floor of the De, De Bouchemont, and, and we are no longer people they agree with. How easy is it for first level adventures to do anything? How hard was it us in a fairly neutral and balanced state to do these things? How much harder will it be with new characters if things really go to shit? And that's so the why question, I didn't say party survival should, doesn't matter. I said individual doesn't matter. No, I know the, 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 the sentence individual doesn't matter, but 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 like the party state does. And what I'm suggesting is the party state isn't even the issue. It's the world state. The world state is the most significant aspect to us playing and succeeding. So the question has to be, whether it be factions or geographic or anything else, how is our party making a following party, if we are diving into it more aggressively, capable, more capable of adventuring or less capable of adventuring? What have we concretely gained as players that make that next run and this like Dark Soulsian sort of analogy maybe easier than the last? Or will it be harder? And if it's gonna be harder, how can we redirect our objectives to make sure that's not the case? Because that's what's gonna make us less precious about our characters. It's what's gonna make us more risk-taking in our endeavors, et cetera, et cetera. Because we're gonna know, well, we've, we've you know, like secured X, Y, or Z, right? Go ahead, Ted, sorry. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, your your assessment, I think, is accurate, but I would counter it by saying, oh, yeah. um, like, if the world gets harder, it's still fun to play in. A hundred percent. Right? Like, you know, okay, our party dies, all the power factions are all messed up, and a couple of, you know, brand new newbie fighters and wizards show up, and they're all first level. And it's still going to be fun to play in and it's going to be interesting and it'll be different and there's going to be things that are harder. I mean, a, a metagaming a little bit, it would be no fun for John to make it impossible for us to succeed based on what the previous party did. So, yes, there's going to be new challenges sure. and different challenges, but it'll still be interesting. So there isn't really a worst case scenario except for John says, well, that's it. You fucked Arden Vool. No, that's a legitimate. No, I'm not, I'm not, a, again, I'm not saying this. As a, sorry, go, Joe. Go, Joe. I was going to say it's a legitimate end of the campaign. I'm just going to extrapolate out what I think the natural reactions would be to, uh, you know, things happening. Um, and that's if that true. if that means that Arden Vool becomes shut to adventurers, like they they just it's too difficult, then that's the end of Arden Vool, and we move on to something else. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? That right. could you know that could very well happen. That's how the, I'm going to play it. It's thing... like it's such a like a relief off my mind. It's like I don't have to worry about like <laughs> you know yeah. Wait a minute. No, I mean, not the end of the campaign. I just mean like I just have to sit back and just react <laughs> to what I yeah. think would naturally happen, and then the you know the conclusions just sort of happen on their own. You know. It's fair. So, yeah. Can I make one more point about Garelab that I think his biggest enemy right now is attrition. Okay. So say there are 15 monkeys down there. John has already said numerous occasions that he has whole charts of attrition and what happens to certain factions should they become weaker, right? How many monkeys do we have to engage with in order for to, to kick in, kick that in right now? Garelab might very well be like, I'm covered. I've got all my entrances covered. These guys are, fucking mincemeat if they come into my area until we blast a shitload of them right like say we get lucky in a couple encounters say you use that wand a bunch of times and you take out 15 20 of those damn monkeys right say he loses any one of the big four arm guys 
does his attitude change at that point? Does he become more open to talking, realizing that we are not little fuckabouts that run in and poke him in the ass and then run away? So does he still need to find somebody who can help him retrieve the regalia? Is that a mission point for him? Because if he doesn't have ISO anymore to help him with that retrieval of the regalia, does he still need it? Or is Lady Alexa like being like, all right, you have the contract now since Isocritus is dead. We could be the we could be the retrieval party. I'm just saying is there's probably other ways to play this, David. It doesn't always have to be A or B equals C. There there might be something that we can offer this guy or from a position of strength that lets us move forward with this plot line, right? Like or or I, this- I, I agree, but I want to point out that not once have I simply suggested a plus b equals c I know what i've done is I'm i've, I've crafted multiple what i'm trying to suggest is that we don't want to be reactive would be a way sure. of putting it we want to be proactive yeah so I'm, when i'm, I'm talking, sorry when i'm not I'm trying, trying to be reductive okay. on, on your, no. your points i'm just saying is like you have like two very strong ideas of it's either going to go this way or it's going to go this way but we might be able to find some wiggle room and find well, a third way there's always I, there's always possibility for a third way absolutely yeah. I mean, and honestly, the reason why, like I floated this, like, hey, maybe there's some way to talk to him is the key piece of information that we're missing here is we have no idea what he wants, right? We know he's incredibly paranoid. We know that he is very defensive, but what does he want, right? I think he wants the regalia. I think he charmed Isocritus to look for it for him. And just lie to Lady Alexia. You should. Um, no way. We, we, I'm we pretty should. sure though the way charm works is the smarter the person is, the more saving throws they get to make, right? So but maybe uh, he'd be saving it like every two days or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's you, a good point. You should judge you, uh, if if Garalad represents a faction. You should judge Garalad's actions up to this point and what you know about Garalad compared to other factions that you have interacted with. What how how aggressive is he in expanding his power? Um, or consolidating his power, defending what he wants versus what the Plumthorns did, what the Goblins are doing, what Dal- Dalton's Darlings, what um, uh, what the Setites, you know, that you know about them. You should kind of take that all into account. Um, we should probably wrap this up because I know right. we, we all got to get to bed and I got to get to work editing this. Yeah. But um, I'll leave this with this um, minor thing, but it might be more and more important to you now is because egresses and stuff like that have become more and more important obviously important to Gary Lad, becoming more and more important to you it might be a good idea to start a spreadsheet where you list um every known level uh or and then list the known points of entrances and exits or what you suspect and stuff like that like i know that you have them filtered throughout your notes but it might be a good idea just to have like a, a list so that you can like easy you-, you can easily parse like what your options are as far as like entering into the halls um as things get more and more common i do have that actually oh you do okay it, awesome. it probably used to updating but i do have that okay cool well, david if we tpk right. we know where we can find eighty thousand experience points <laughs> <There you go. laughs>